creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix, just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus... You get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. Join 
the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. It's the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. This is the game of roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. <laughs> this is Pace Case. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Bachelor Clues. I didn't confuse what show we were doing at all. <laughs> this is bachelor clues we are going to break down episode six of bachelor season 28 this is week five in production and in the game mechanics but it is episode six of course a lot of good play tonight some interesting play some surprising play we'll be getting to of course tonight was extraordinary yes it had literally everything I could have wanted from a Canada episode and more. Not everything. We didn't see no maple syrup. I think that's coming next week, though. They're staying in Canada. We did see maple syrup. We didn't have moines. No moines in the wilderness. Hopefully next week we get moines, though. Um, I would love to see him just uh, kind of rummaging around in the background on some of those forest scenes. We see that they're going to have to go on some lumberjack date. Where they're wearing lumberjack clothing. I'm sorry, what? You think that Blake Moines is coming? I believe so. I believe Moines lives in the forest that they're going to go to. And I think they'll find a way to get Moines um, in the program next week. Because he may be your next bachelor. The promo idea that you had for lumberjack Moines mm-hmm. is so good that it almost feels like they have to make it now. Just for the promo? I hope so. But uh, before we get to the recap tonight, we do have a bit of business. One, if you'll remember in tonight's big game, they mentioned the phrase digging deeper about 500 times. And Mm -hmm. I think this is uh, conclusive proof that they are asking us to tell you that we just did a digging deeper that is out now on our Mm -hmm. Patreon. Our digging deeper episodes uh, involve Pace Case and I listening to all of the most important clips from all podcasts from within the Bachelor Nation, from outside of it that reference Bachelor Nation. We break them all down. Dark Seeker goes through all those podcasts and cuts out the most important moments. We listen to all those moments and we break them down for you in our Digging Deepers. Again, those full episodes are available on our Patreon right now if you want to check it out. This last episode, we both went in cold and clean. So they say. Not having heard the... And I came out hot and dirty. The clips before and... Didn't didn't come out cold. No, not a, we did not at all. Let's just say. But speaking of cold, we also have a little bit of news to talk about the coldest season of True Detective in history. Mm. Season four has just concluded. And I had the honor, the privilege to guest host Pace Case and Catherine Dudas's podcast, HBO Lax, which breaks down a bunch of HBO shows and kind of premium hour longs and stuff like the bear. And we got to talk all about this season because Catherine is out shooting her third feature film. She's a very impressive director. Yes. Putting a massive body of work under her belt. She's doing incredible work right now. And I was very happy to have you filling in for her because I think you had a similar take on this true detective (laughs) 
<laughs> season. <laughs> she and I are of similar mind about um, perhaps what this season was all about. But check that out. I had a blast doing it. But go listen to that at HBO Lax, wherever you get your podcasts. And unfortunately, I didn't get clues to issue a horniest moment of the week award. But, you know, maybe the next time. There were no horny moments at all this entire season for me. I'm very sorry. You're just not uh, leaning into it enough. You'll start looking for him once you start. Well, that's not my fault. If you have good writing and good directing, I'll lean into whatever you put on my fucking screen. Mm, Cheryl Sandberg. That's a little That's a little taste of what you might get <laughs> on uh, my guest appearance on HBLX. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing <laughs> okay. that. Face case, let's do what we came here for. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I love doing it. Happy to do it anytime. I, I feel like we watch a bunch of the same shows anyway. Great. I can't wait till we, till we can finally talk about The Curse. Whenever you're ready. I'll come in on that one. Even if Catherine is back, I'll come in and join both of you if you want for that one. I have some things to say. Yeah. I won't even tell Catherine you're coming. <laughs> I just show up. Yeah. Surprise. I'm here. <laughs> All right. Let's do what we came here to do, Pace Case. And now... Pace Case and Bachelor Clues proudly present analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. We open in the same way that they finally have fully embraced. I feel like I can stop wondering how every episode is going to open now because we're getting these beautiful things where they just show us a little scene from something that's going to happen later and it gives us enough information to want to keep watching. And so in the intro, we see an old limo pulling out into the street and we hear Maria ask Joey if he's learned any French. Then we're in the back seat with them and she makes him say, je t'aime, I love you. He doesn't know what it means, but she's getting a love level four out of him uh, in a foreign Iconic. language. It's an amazing play. Iconic. Absolutely incredible play. It's the best scene of the entire episode. I keep saying it, but this episode was my favorite of the season. Really? Yes. You know why? Why is that? Maria Unchained. Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. I think next week we're going to see her unchained. Maria Unchained by rivalry and able to flourish and play her extraordinary first audience game. I loved it. Her first audience game's off the charts. I agree. I will also say that I don't know what I was going to say. Say it. Never mind. You may. I don't remember what I was going to say. I was on some kind of track. And then when you said Marie Unchained, I was like, yeah, she kind of was Unchained. But I think she'll be more Unchained next week. Nonetheless, let's move on. Portion one begins. Day, drones over a forest, a flock of Canadian geese. I thought these were going to be my creatures of the week, but they weren't. Mm. We see a bunch of Montreal landmarks. Grazi is walking to the ledge of a building and pondering as the ITMs about how beautiful the city is and how romantic. And although he should be feeling great, he's struggling. He's down to 10 women. And he's falling for multiple players. So this is when it starts getting real and hard. We know that's going to be a big theme of this whole episode. He's holding back, but he doesn't mm -hmm. want to. He's scared that the women might not feel as strongly about him as he does about them. And he's scared it's not going to work out for some reason. The last time he opened up was with charity. He felt lost after that heartbreak. He's letting multiple women in and it's forcing him to hold back. He's not super energetic. Here we go, Joey, he says. People expect you to be a certain way. Go, Joey. That's not him. And then we see a producer's line on screen here. Why do you feel like you need to be perfect? And we get this. This to me is like, it's subtle. This is a subtle thing they're doing this season, but it's incredibly important. They're putting the producer identity into the show, both with text on screen of producers you don't see, but what they're saying. They're putting it in the frame visually. 
Uh, as well oh, yeah. as the idea that the producers are like having fun. They're giving him cheesy lines to say. We saw that a couple episodes ago. Now we're seeing this. It's almost like an Errol Morris type uh, documentary. Well, why do you feel the need to be perfect? It's almost like it's a therapy session. We're getting to mm-hmm. the bottom of his problems. The producers are helping him get over this problem. And it gives us some insight also into how they do their job. The producer is trying to craft a Mr. Perfect narrative here. We need him to get this this idea that's like, I'm, I can't be perfect all the time. And so they, they put the word perfect into their question. This is NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, so that he will then hopefully repeat it back. And uh, indeed he does. I don't feel like I need to be perfect. Like Kelsey Okay, I'm falling. Uh, there are so many things in here where you can tell it's like very producer driven and they're like, all right, fine, I'll give you what you want. But they're doing it in a fun way. So whereas before I feel like a producer might have been in that ITM being like, I need you to say the fucking word perfect or we're not leaving here until you say I I feel like people expect me to be perfect. That's how I feel like it used to be. Now it's like, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. It's just let's get to it. I know that you expect people to be you'd be perfect. Why do you feel like that? They're being more like friendly. And the fact that they're showing on screen and giving you the audio of how they're getting the mm-hmm. the video of these people saying what they need to say, to me, huge step forward. It just makes it feel more like the producers are on their side. Because you're not left to wonder like... It feels more real. Yes, exactly. Because you're like, oh yeah, well obviously all of these are answers to questions. They're not talking to anyone. And it feels more like they're documenting the experience of being The Bachelor, which is what this show has to move toward. It has to basically become a documentary about the experience of being in this reality show. It's not about the fake fiction of this guy is just dating all these women. It's about like, we're putting you in this weird thing, this weird experience. And what is that like? It's It gives that vibe a little bit. How did you feel about this Joey uh, not being reciprocated storyline that I feel like they were pushing hard this episode? <sighs> you know, it, to me, it had like vibes of Ben Higgins mm-hmm. season 20. I'm unlovable type thing. You know, a woe is me a little bit. I kind of get it, I guess. And the fact that yeah. it looks like that's how the season's going to wind up. It will only be more impactful if it pays off. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. But I'm just like... <sighs> He doesn't strike me as a, I mean, maybe that's not the genuine Joey. Maybe the genuine Joey really is worried about this, but I'm just like, well, you don't got anything to worry about. You're you're Joey Grazzi. Well, he says to this question, he says, I don't feel like I need to be perfect. I feel like people expect me to be. I don't know exactly, you know, what that stems from, if it's something in his life or not. But at the very least, in the context of being The Bachelor, he's correct. When you are The Bachelor, Mm -hmm. the expectation is that you are this kind of perfect guy, especially now in this new era where they really are putting him on a pedestal and they're not opening it with just kicking him in the nuts and saying how dumb he is, Mm -hmm. as we've seen in in recent seasons. They didn't interview him about Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the show. (laughs) That's right. That was some. That was Bachelor that did that. That had nothing to do with ABC or these producers. They would never. Yeah, they got him. Uh, Joey produces tears here. Love this. We're yeah. getting into it, and he ponders at the longest picnic table of all time <laughs> as two fine Canadian geese swim in the water nearby, representing the two types of Joey, genuine and ingenuine, and the dichotomy of life and death, and that's why they were my... <laughs> Creature of the week. You got all that from them. Wow. Potent. 
Uh, yeah, and then we end on the shot of Joey alone <laughs> on this bench in Montreal with the slow pullout so that he's just a, a tiny little person in a big world. And now portion two mm. begins, daytime. Bunch of Montreal B-roll here. The players arrive. They're standing in the like in the letters literally of the Montreal City sign. They scream, bonjour, Montreal. It's already more fun than any of the I Love Clevelands we've seen recently. We get the map graphic. They arrive at the Fairmont La Reine Elizabeth, which I think means Queen Elizabeth. And Daisy ITMs that she loves Canada. Once another one-on-one, some players dance in a shower. They look out the window. Um, it's a little bit of a subdued I love Cleveland, but it worked for me. Leia ITM's excitement mm-hmm. at chugging maple syrup and riding a moose. And I thought for sure we were going to see one of those two things, maybe both. We saw neither. Mm-hmm. I was a little sad at that. Well, maybe next week they're saving it for that second. <laughs> you think they're going to have them fucking riding a moose? Big maple syrup, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Please have fucking DLP in a moose costume just fucking out in the forest. Oh, my God. They got to bring Bigfoot back. Yeah. I feel I feel like that's true. We then get Maria speaking French and then we get DLP speaking French, which I loved and which I have been asking for to anyone who will listen to me. Bienvenue to Montreal. I love this. He calls it his second home. Everyone says, oh, because they love their empathetic king. And we see Literally, this, the next thing, the next piece of colorful narration was almost my play of the game. Jen, I learned how to say I'm not wearing any underwear when I was studying abroad, but I forgot it. (laughs) So good. Yes, it was fantastic. I absolutely agree. We also see DLP shifts to English here to explain there's going to be three dates. And he says, Joey has decided to do things a little differently. And I just wrote in all caps, uh, italicized and bold and underlined, LOL, because he doesn't make any of these decisions ever. That was a good joke, DLP. I mean, it's like, come on. Come on, guys. You're, you're, you're inching toward it, but like, we get it. You orchestrate all of this, decide the order of it, who's going on the dates. No one gets that. They're still having him thank Joey for picking them for certain things. We get it. And it's okay to do that. It's okay to get that. It's like pro wrestling. Knowing the outcomes are scripted is fine. You still want to see the plays. They don't have to keep up the charade, in my opinion, that like Joey is picking the dates and uh, you know now he wants to do things a little differently. He's going to start the week with a group date followed by the two romantic one-on-ones, which means if you're not on the group date, you know you're getting the one-on-one. So he's explaining, this is open gameplay speech as far as I'm concerned. DLP calls out the group daters seemingly from memory. No card needed here. I'm curious if he actually did do this off the dome or if this was uh, an earpiece scenario. I didn't see one, but it could have been in the other ear. They were shooting him from one angle. Doesn't need one. It's going to be a scavenger hunt group date with Daisy, Caitlin, Kelsey, A, Jen, Rachel, Lexi, Leia, Jess. And that means... Of course, they're wrecking Jess. They called Jess last again. <laughs> Whoever is the most close to exploding will always get called last in a situation like this. Um, there was a man taking pictures of them, which I thought was funny. And Caitlin wins the race here, I have. Yes, but no hoojus. No hoojus so far this entire game. We've only seen one this whole season, haven't we? And it wasn't represented well. The they didn't shoot it well. Wait, we get one this episode. Do we? Mm-hmm. How did I miss that? Don't we? I don't think so. I was looking. I want to say it was Rachel, but now 
No, I think I made it up. Maybe that was in Wedding Crashers, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, next scene, Owen Wilson uh, comes out of the bathroom and... Um... <laughs> Isla Fisher certainly hoojoos um, what's-his-face Vince Vaughn in that movie. I'll buy that. She's a tiny little baby and she got to run and jump to even be able to interact. Anyway... But- we know from this list of group daters that Kelsey, Tia, and Maria are going to be getting the one-on-ones. We knew Maria was going to get one from the opening intro. Leia gets an ITM about her displeasure in Maria getting that one-on-one. And DLP tells them all that Joey has enlisted him to show the players the best spots in old Montreal. And he gives them a clue. Leia getting that butthurt edit. Yes, definitely getting a butthurt edit. Did you see her comment? She commented on in response to someone's comment. They punished her because she burned the card and she said 100% or like exactly something like that. Interesting. So she thinks it's in retribution for the card burning. So I guess that means it was her idea. It could be. It could be. Or she could just be playing the parasocial game at this point. I mean, Mm -hmm. the burning of the card is like she might have come up with that idea, but they had to sanction it for sure. She didn't do that off the cuff. They need to make sure a camera person was there to get her throwing it into the fire and all that shit. Um, and it was an idea that they came up with to try and throw a little juice into the season, and she basically negated it. Yeah. And I applaud them, by the way, for that idea. I applaud them for continuing to do things to spice this up. It's a small experimentation. It was better than America's Femp, which we saw in the prior mm-hmm. season. Uh, was it Shawcross's season? <laughs> As is everything. <laughs> um, but they're at least trying to evolve something out of like an early thing before the season starts that can be narratively tied into night one. I like mm-hmm. that, ultimately. I think they've just made two kind of like misfires. But keep trying. Don't give up on that, producers, because I, I think there is something there for sure. It's my two cents. It's like I just like turned in an essay and you're like, well, you know, it's got some good bones here. <laughs> <laughs> it does have good bones. <laughs> We see this Canada man as the first clue. He's given them Canada hats and headbands. And we then they get then go to a couple who's playing chess. And this this was my wowie moment of the week. This woman speaks in French and then immediately translates herself in English. I'm gullible, but not that gullible. What do you mean? Everybody in Montreal speaks both. Pretty much. I think that's a easy thing to find. No, but you're you're going to meet someone and speak French and then immediately translate it into English right off the bat? Oh, no. I mean, those people were cast, certainly. All these people were. Even the guy yeah. with that who's selling the hats. Every one of these people is cast. That's what I'm saying. That Wait, what What was that? That was your what moment of the week? Wowie. Oh, your wowie. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a COTA, a C-O-T-A, Ceremony of the Ancients. I thought so again. I thought so too. And then it wasn't. They're doing these weird like half steps toward the C-O-T-A. Do it or don't. I prefer them. I prefer having a C-O-T-A at least once a season. I do like them. I think they they add value. But these weird like, wait a minute, is that an old couple who's going to deliver the advice on how to stay together forever? Or is it just an old guy and an old lady playing chess and speaking two languages to complete strangers. Sure, we'll like, give the clue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can speak English. <laughs> exactly. So we then see Joey. Um, also, ITM's a loaded love level three for multiple ambiguous, unspecified players. Just says he's falling in love with some players. They come into a restaurant <laughs> and they meet Chef Chuck Hughes, 
who I thought was going to be my Jorge Moreno, but was not, who tells them, this is DLP's favorite restaurant. I cannot um, pronounce this correctly, but it's like, God manger or something like this, which means keep eating, roughly translated. And he's going to teach them how to make poutine, which is a time-honored Canadian uh, delicious treat of French fries, cheese curds, and gravy. Everyone gets to make their own poutine. And there are also bizarre um, ingredients here. Chocolate sauce and pineapple are there amongst the things you can use. The chocolate sauce, that's where I went wrong. I thought that was maple syrup. Oh, right, right. So Jen whips out her poutine, which has a special pineapple, sriracha, and chocolate. Grazi, then she's basically doing an impromptu fear factor on Grazi. I give her mad props for this. Nobody else is stepping out of the bounds like this. I thought this was going to be my play of the game. Yeah, it was. this is a, a very brazen play. I was like, ugh. She's giving these little moments that made him feel like special Joey. It's bordering on the absurd. It's almost like performance art. Mm -hmm. She's making a poutine that is insane. Chocolate and sriracha and pineapple on French fries. And it works. It works. She's the only person's poutine we see him eating. They make a whole little scene out Mm -hmm. of it. She gets screen time. She gets the reaction from him. He tests it. Fear factor, eat it and be like, oh, God, he's gagging after he eats it. She created that moment out of nothing. Yeah, she escalated escalated the situation. Absolutely great play. Love seeing this from Jen. And Joey's noticing that she is always, you know, doing it. Meanwhile, everyone else is imploding. On this group date, we are seeing everyone try to interact with him, but it's getting this awkward edit. We see them all dancing. Daisy performs a little joke steal, which I'm counting during the dancing. The dancing, by the way, is to the music being played by a red beret accordion player just standing in the fucking street. And I'm like, this season with their Jorge Moreno's is like, this shit is on another level so far. Yeah. We've seen an old couple playing chess, a guy wearing and selling Canada hats, a literal <laughs> like head chef of a fucking restaurant that hosts mm-hmm. a poutine date with them, a fucking accordion player in a red beret. None of these are the horror murder. They weren't for me. Not me. Not me. Not yet. That's a season's worth of horror Moreno's. I love it. In one episode and none of them win the award. Unfucking believable. Caitlin plays an STCO for Kelsey A, who feels like she's in the shadows. Uh, they play street hockey. Rachel gets the first on-camera kiss for a good luck or for getting a goal. We don't know. But I almost thought this was going to be my play of the game. I did, too. Group date kisses are... Um, you know, breaking that kiss barrier. Yeah. These can be very potent plays. They can also get you into some trouble. They can put target on back. We've seen that happen. They put target on back, but they also maybe put everyone else in a worse headspace. And Rachel is a player. She is always clocking every single gameplay element that is going on. It's incredible. However, I will say this. It's also in the edit. In most cases like this on group dates, every one of those players kissed him at some point during that day. They're putting yeah, sure. hers in the edit. They're building us into, well, we, we know, they're building us into a hometown, essentially, I think. They're giving her that moment. I assume. Instead of any other player. I assume she's getting a hometown. I think so, too. I mean, we see Leah kiss after, but, you know, it looks like sloppy seconds. Yeah. And everyone's hoping to connect tonight. And Jen says... 
I need to get his attention and do something really big, which was totally ADR'd. Mm-hmm. Right? That was Jen? Yeah. Oh, no. That was Jess, I think. Jess. Yeah. And I wrote down something here. This week is make or break. She wants to connect and get his attention and do something big. What could that mean? And then I just have a string of um, consonants, all in caps, which means it meant something. Help me, help me, help me. Yeah, I don't know. This is like, this is the bottom of the pit. When my own notes get too complicated for me. I mean, I wrote ADR, so maybe it's that. ADR, maybe. I don't know what this could possibly mean. Because it was really, it was really made to make her look like she was going to do something desperate. Yeah. Portion two. And we get a casting card ready to take your slap shot at love. Nice little hockey reference. Hmm. And then we get portion three. Nighttime. The after party. Just ITMs that it hit her how real this is and how her heart is on the line. She feels pressure for good speech play. And she's going to tell him how <laughs> she's feeling. Speech play. See, that's what they call it in poker. Like if you're at poker and you're kind of like dicking with the other players, like openly speaking out of your turn or or uh, talking more than to basically just say like raise or call or fold, they call that speech play. And there have been players throughout the history of poker really? who do it like to a level that where it will piss someone off bad and they'll be like way off their game and just get fucking destroyed. Wow. Interesting. It's like if you're good at it, it can be a very effective tool. And so I now just see all of this as speech play. I just thought it was funny to see talking as yeah. speech play. <laughs> it is in this game. Um, we see Jess produce tears. She feels pressured. Um, they I love Cleveland, this orange couch room. Lexi needs reassurance. Kelsey says it was hard. Rachel said it's to everyone. It's hard to not compare. Everyone's so wonderful and beautiful. And we see Joey enter at this point, which is kind of awkward. He issues a group, how you doing? And he ITMs, he's going to start sharing his insecurities to make everyone else want to do that. But his fear is it not being reciprocated. And then someone says, digging deeper. Doesn't he? T- I have written down. He tells them all that he's scared of investing in someone and not getting back. And he cheers us to digging deeper. And then I just wrote a new digging deeper is out on our Patreon right now. Beautiful. Thanks, Joey. Thank you, Joey. Yeah, we uh, we definitely manifested that. I mean, I know that's a common phrase. I don't think we did. I think it's coincidental. I'm chalking that one up to coincidental. And, you know, certain podcaster also has a digging deeper segment, right? No, his is called going deeper. Definitely worse. Uh, Caitlin gets the bachelor's preference. (laughs) She immediately produces tears. Yeah, it's a hard day. (laughs) And he tells her she's beautiful uh, in their one-on-one time. He compliments her dress, which she admits is Lexi's. He plays a how you doing. She says it was hard day. Tear play here. She says it's hard to see his connection with everybody else. Not getting that one-on-one has made it tough for her. He's like, I understand. Every one-on-one time I thought was getting the group date rose this episode. I did too. (laughs) These tears were incredible. I was like, oh my God. Okay, I guess you must get it. You're just at like this level of play, in my opinion, just group wise. We've not uh-huh. really seen it this deep into the season before. Like at this point, all 10 of these players could be final four players on basically any other season. 100%. It's absolutely insane to me that like the talent pool is that deep and it has to do with casting, yeah. but it also has to do with how you're cutting the show. You're, you're highlighting yeah. the play in a way that makes us all like all of them. And so it becomes very hard 
to see any of them go under any circumstance. That's a better season than being like, oh yeah, fuck that person. Get them out of my show. I feel like it's it's better if you want them all to win. What it became was just like a a hunt to get all the 40 WRs out. And that's like, that's not interesting. This is experimental play for producers. If If you would like to try a season like this, all right? This is just an experimental season for the producers. No villain. Do not have a villain. Don't take a moralistic side in the edit. Don't say this is the bad person, this is the good person. If there are arguments, show them objectively. How are you going to do that? You're going to show everyone the exact same amount of screen time? No, you can't. It just changes how you're going to edit it. The way it's edited now is like, if they want to elevate a person, show nothing bad about them. And if they want to derail a person into villainy, show every bad thing they did and make a few up. It's like, you don't have to do that. (laughs) You don't have to do any of that. Show it all objectively how it's happening. That is far more interesting at this point in reality TV than the other. And I'll just tell you this as well. Experimental play, again, for producers. I'm now watching Love is Blind season six, and I love it. Don't get me wrong. But even just in the presentation now between Bachelor this season, uh, season 28 of Bachelor versus Love is Blind season six, Love is Blind, the presentation is starting to feel old to me. It's been going for six seasons. They haven't changed much. Yes, they haven't changed much in how it looks or how they're presenting the people in it, how they're arranging certain love triangles and stuff. How do you think they need to change it? Love is Blind or Bachelor? Uh Uh-huh, Love is Blind. I don't know. I haven't thought a great deal about how to change that one yet. Bachelor, I have. And I'm telling you, the villain, unless the villain is a fun-ass villain, like a Courtney Robertson, like a Trish Snyder, like a uh, Mm. Tina Fabulous back in the day, you know, season three, Corinne Olympios. If it's a fun villain, Tierra Lacazi, the villain has to have fun with it and we have to have fun watching them. The moralistic villain, I think, is kind of a relic of a different era of reality TV. I think that's gone now and you got to move on to like, we want everybody to be there. We even want the villain to be there because they're fun as fuck to watch. And you started with Braden, I think. I think part of the reason the moralistic villain has to go away is because the 4TWR accusation doesn't make any sense. Yes. They're all here to be famous. Yes, I agree. 100%. And that has become the the true kayfabe of Bachelor now is 4TRR. That's the one thing that is like the lie we all kind of accept and still watch it anyway. That's like saying we all know pro wrestling is fixed. We all know this is not really to find love but we watch it anyway. That's what we like about it. We like the illusion of it, you know, the story of it. But anyway, I, I digress. I digress. Sorry. Anyway, beginning more person three. My apologies. Uh, we get Kelsey A one-on-one time. She plays this make me stay. I want to feel wanted not in the background. I'm not an insecure person, but I'm having insecure emotions. Produces tears. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Again, all final fours. Yeah. Uh, I'm a klutz. I'm falling fast for you. Love level threes. I thought this was going to be my play of the game. And he makes her say it again. He says, oh my God, did you whisper that? And she goes, yes. And he goes, tell me again. And she plays it again. Sexy. He conjures a Chemistry double love play. level three in under three or four seconds. That's got to be the fastest double love level three we've ever seen. <laughs> and that's because you got a good fucking lead. He knows what to do. I'm falling for you. I'm falling for you. Oh, shit. If somebody came in and did that, that would break the record. But he pulls that out. He's like, did you whisper it? Maybe the mics didn't pick it up. Dude, Joey's play. He's unbelievable. Can we just talk about Joey's play for a second? Every level. 
I don't even understand what I'm watching. And he was cut like TBH, mostly cut out of charity season. All we knew was the gays play. But we also knew that he made it to the finals. Look at what they had. And it wasn't just because of gays play. This motherfucker's first audience game is good. He made it all the way to the finals of one of the best seasons in recent history. Charity Lawson, season 20. Uh, now we know he's got the gays play. He's got the empathetic king play. He's got the wet thumb, which we saw a bunch tonight. I think there were three wet thumbs tonight. He's just showing you why he's one of the best bachelors, maybe of all time. I think he's in that category now. He's in that conversation. I agree. I mean, he's set records with the ratings. Yeah, we didn't do a twibbon last week, but uh, the ratings had gone up for the first four episodes, I believe, which is unprecedented. Then it did take a dip, I believe, on the fifth episode, which was the one that came out on that Tuesday. But still, I believe, won the night. I have to go back and look at that. We'll have it in Twibbon. Took a dip on the night that it's not normally on and people maybe didn't even know. Exactly. It's an unprecedented success. When you're expecting people to watch four hours a week. In modern television ratings. Kelsey A. gets this kiss play after this love level three. Jen's anxious. Uh, We see one-on-one with Lexi. And uh uh-oh, they have a timeline conversation. And he basically says he would do a long engagement two to three years and then have kids years later, enjoy the marriage before we bring someone else into it. And she has basically said her timeline is kids in two years. And she produces tears in this conversation. And she needs to process the conversation but uh, obviously it impacts her. Portion four, we get one-on-one time with Jen. He loves her little touches and their <laughs> dumb conversations. <laughs> I wrote that too. She did a great job with little touches and, the, and having dumb conversations. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's almost like a bad on paper. It's not even a good on paper. I don't know what this is. He's just grasping it. Yeah, she she has little touches and and says dumb shit all the time. I love it. (laughs) She says dumb shit all the time. Yeah. I'm always laughing. Uh, She does a pretty good love level three here. You know, I'm first thinking like coming on, he's hot, you know, but you know what? I'm falling for you. Love level three. And I've never felt that way before. It scares the shit out of me. They get kiss play. He ITMs. I almost jumped up and started dancing as soon as I heard that one. Hmm. I mean, we don't know who he's talking about, but I know. Uh, we see Jess yelling at herself as the only civilian in the game. Mm-mm. Stupid Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jess. I felt bad for her tonight. I truly did. We'll get to it, of course. We'll get to it. I did too. I did too. Daisy STCOs for her. And we see Jess load love level two. And she gets this one on one time with Joey. And she says, you know, it was hard being around the other women. Because I am falling for you. I know we haven't even had a one-on-one yet, and that's so bad. And this love level three was my... I forgot. Another one happened. This was almost my error. (laughs) (laughs) Jess needed to play a PTC here. This is where you bring out some sort of PTC. Yeah. I, I agree. Maybe. I don't know. I mean... There were a lot of people playing Love Level 3s at this this after party. You know what I mean? How could she have saved it? What else are you going to do here? 
you got to fucking pull out something. They all can feel it. They're all like, fuck, I may not get a one-on-one. If I don't get the one-on-one next week, this is it. This will be my only chance to tell him this. And they all know this is again, what I'm saying about like, I don't know if we've ever seen a, a fight this hard. She's already played love level three. I understand. But like everybody else is playing it too tonight. You at least got to remind him like I'm there too. I don't know if we've seen a top 10 playing this. I, I could be wrong about this. I'll have to go back and look stats, but I don't think we've seen this many people playing a love level three in a round of 10 ever at a group date after party. That's the gaze. That's the strength of the gaze. It's nuts. Usually, I mean, some people can fucking hold off to play love level three until their hometown. After seeing you with my parents tonight, I'm now. Yeah, some people never play it. Juan Pablo. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying that like they're they're all playing so hard and fast right now because they can feel it. Their back's against the fucking wall. If you're not on one of those last two one-on-ones. Mm-hmm. They see their competition. But yes, I, I, I thought this play was fine. It, it did kind of seem desperate, but like what else are you going to fucking do? Yeah, his face, he loses his smile when she plays it, which is crushing. Yeah. she. You know what her experimental play should have been? Immediate notch up to level level four. I am falling in love with you. And then he's like, oh, thanks. And she's like, and now I can confidently say that I am in love with you. (laughs) Just immediately after hearing you thank me for my love level three. Now I can confidently say with that being said. You know what? That did it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm now fully in love with you. I mean, it's reminding me of, uh, oh, what's his face? Tyler Norris playing it to Rachel Reckia. Oh, fuck yeah. She's trying to break up with him. Any love level Mm, fours. That was brutal. What a play. He does, unfortunately for Jess, a benevolent execution here. And Joey, empathetic king, talks about how he feels so bad because he this is his fear that something yeah. like what is happening to Jess is going to happen to him. I'm like, the articulation of this man. I agree. It's unreal. I agree. You're not going to see Brad Womack doing this, <laughs> but you will see his therapist in season 15 talking about his mental state. He didn't have as good a therapist as Joey. Oh, my God. Clearly. Then uh, she gets in the car. She gets in the car, speeds off into the night after getting a hug and some tears. And she asks if she did anything wrong. And he says, no, you didn't do anything wrong. And then he just ITMs that he can't fake it. He's got to be honest. She gets in that car, speeds off into the night. Joey is then seen in the red glow of the taillights of this strange car. And he does something to his own face which I can really, I don't even know how to describe it. He's rubbing his face in a way that's almost like he's wiping tears, but he's not crying. Instead, he's kind of aggressively um, rubbing his own nose almost to like the middle of his face. And this hostile self-nose rub during emotional duress was my face play of the game. Look at that. Please describe Please, that. I mean, the nose looks almost like a Gumby nose. I don't know how he got it that far up his face. It looks like he's breaking his nose. Like, I, I don't understand this. We'll have this picture on our Instagram or whatever. I'm sure you can look at it. But uh, just haven't seen hand to face play quite like this. The level that he's manipulating the placement of his nose is extreme, to say the least. Um. Yeah. Is that a false nose? Time will tell. I'm now wondering. I'm left wondering. Um, I wrote Joey is beating himself up with a faceless producer here. So I didn't see the face play, but it it matches the energy. 
uh, Rachel, our most astute player, automatically realizes that Jess is gone when Joey comes back to the group. And Jen gets that group date rose, those tiny moments, her dumb convo. That's all it took. You never knew. <laughs> Grazie ITMs that it was an amazing night, but the great things are always tempered with things that are difficult. He has a level of confidence now because he's getting a lot of love level threes and he has hope for a beautiful future as he walks into the Montreal uh, night. Portion five begins day. Kelsey T ponders in her hotel room about one-on-one time. She ITMs nervousness. She reminds us that she's at love level three and she packs her bag and tells us that her trust level is at zero. She has walls up. She wants an open conversation and to have fun. She meets him in front of a fountain. No, Huju. Is this what you thought was a Huju? I wrote, I wrote Huju. Interesting. All I saw was her hugging him. I don't know. It felt like they were only showing the top half of a Huju, almost like an attack on you. Then I can't say it's a Huju. My apologies. All right, I'm deleting it from the grid. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues, uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is, is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank true. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces, Okay. they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince king yourself or Quince queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I- 
quince.com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash roses clues mm-hmm. i've been on a mission i'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt yeah um because it's spring i'm ready to get out there i'm ready to peacock luckily the perfect t-shirt does exist and you can find it at skims from cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in Onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in Kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing no- nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. He tells her they're going to have a great day and he's going to show her, not tell her. He's, he's surprising her with something. In the ITMs, they have this mm. potent connection and there are feelings. Not like True Detective season <laughs> <laughs> Boom, roasted. Oh my God. It's an all telling season. He ITMs that they have this potent connection and they <laughs> there are feelings. That's a level of a one. So it's time to open up and test it. He says they're going to do something no one gets the opportunity to do. He takes her to this gymnasium where a woman is spinning around on a rope hanging from the ceiling and she tells them they're going to be training for Cirque du Soleil. She comes down from the spinning rope to introduce herself as Marie Michelle Faber, an aerial specialist who's going to be training them to become circus acrobats like her and Marie Michelle is my Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. I mean, Jesus Christ. She was almost mine for sickening Joey. You got somebody else? Well, that too. I mean, that comes a little bit later, but the effect she had on this one-on-one date was extreme, and the skill she has to do these rope twirls and shit is... um, Amazing skills. This seems like Olympic level to me. Amazing skills. She also, you know, listen to your hearts. It says there's a lot of intimacy when you're doing this. Um, I automatically feel bad, though, when I see Kelsey getting this date. Absolutely. Because I'm like, oh, she's not the ring winner, I guess. It's a shit date. These things that are like... You wouldn't make someone do this. It's like a full date. Absolutely. These extreme athletic uh, competitions, essentially, anything that puts you in a strange physical position or could make you sick or dizzy. We saw them do this on Pilot Pete season with the gravity simulator, and they did it again in... um, Whose season was it that had the Top Gun date in it? Do you remember? I don't remember what season it was. Oh, God. I was thinking of the... um, Was it 19? Zero G dates. Oh, that too. But Vanessa Grimaldi got one of those. She was a ring winner. Well, that was a more expensive version of this. This is just in a gymnasium. She was in a fucking rocket. But generally speaking, 
I think this is like, you, you can do away with this type of one-on-one date. Once you get to the final 10, every one of those one-on-one dates should be fucking amazing. Yeah, I agree. Let us see them play in a real context. This is like, this knocks out her whole day portion. Like nothing important's going to happen at it. Yeah, she doesn't get to even talk to him. Yeah. Just my two cents. They spin around a lot. They kiss. But we're playing this IFI by mm-hmm. Joey um, that he is ill from all the spinning. But he presumably keeps spinning even though he's ill. Yeah. Got to be done. That's because everyone expects him to be perfect. That's right. Leave it all in the field. Um, at one point, Kelsey is tied to some ropes and they pull her up and she flies into the air and we hear her say, I love that. That's the first one of the season of the episode. <laughs> sorry. And um, he's getting roughed up. keeps spinning. We see one on one time with Kelsey. He tells her I'm dizzy. We start getting these um, effects where they're like blurring the screen to make it give us like Joey vision. I didn't like that. Um, you know, for as, as much as like the producer on screen dialogue lends itself to really making it feel like a, a documentary, this does the exact opposite. And I don't think you need it. It's like they're telling me what to feel. Watching yes. It. But it's also like goofy. It's like a, a goofy special effect. You know what I mean? It's just like a shitty version of that effect. It's a Bachelor in Paradise vibe that I don't think ever belongs in this main game, personally. Yeah, Wells, why did you put this in the edit? We'll never know. We see, and we see Kelsey kind of hint at a PTC she's going to play in the night portion. We cut <sighs> back to Lexi at home, and she is talking to Maria, an STCO, um, and a very interesting conversation spot direct across the bed, a la Madison Pruitt, Hannah Sluice, Victoria Fuller. Yes, not beautiful visual homage. I noticed this as well. And Lexi produces tears. She says, I'm going to try to find a way to talk to him again. Loads that knock, knock. We cut back to the date and Kelsey Love Level 1's him. Can I, can I ask, is this in a fucking church? In a church? Did did it look at all to you like they were him and Kelsey T were walking into a church? Like what was that building? Oh, I didn't notice it. It looks kind of like a church to me. I could be wrong, but if it is, what a brilliant um, location scout by the producers, knowing that what her PTC is going to be to put it in a church. It had that vibe to me, anyway. And that is just that kind of like, I don't know if that was coincidental or purposeful. Either way, I thought it worked very well, but. Uh, they come in, they talk about, um, you know, the day was amazing, but she's got to open up and talk about her truth. She's never done that with anyone. She makes, but Joey makes her feel safe and she's going to let go of the fear, dive in and take this relationship to the next level. I thought she literally was talking about a love level, but no, we get the dinner. She says she feels amazing. She wasn't sure going into the one-on-one because she was kind of nervous. And he said, I've always felt us and they always have a great time. And he says he appreciates her knows he didn't make the day easy because he had the spins. So he's even apologizing for this thing that's completely out of his control. She says in this small, short amount of time, she has feelings, love level one. And today went on another level. She never says that level though. She says with mm-hmm. hometowns, that's like an implied love level two. And She's still at love level one. A phantom love level two she plays here. Doesn't get credit for it. She says with hometowns coming. <laughs> oh, get her. She was... <laughs> Comfortable with her family. 
she hasn't had the best relationship specifically with her dad. She says this PTC is getting slow rolled here for us. And she says they were close growing up. They played video games. They talked about everything. He was her rock. He was always there for her. And then he stopped talking to her for a long time. Grazi identifies an incomplete PTC here and probes, launches a mini investigation. Why did it stop? She says it was religion. He wanted her to focus on that and be in that. And because she chose to go to college, he did not support that decision. Anyone in the household under his rules has to be in that religion lifestyle, I guess. So she wasn't allowed to be there anymore. That hurt tear play immediately. She went to live with her mom. She stopped talking to the dad and it messed with her so bad. She didn't understand that it affects the way she trusts everyone, including the relationship she gets in because her dad disappeared on her. This religious persecution PTC was my play, 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 play of the game. This estranged father religious persecution PTC was also my play, 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 play of the game. One of the most powerful we've seen all season, punctuated with tear play, and a very unique one that I don't think we've heard that I can remember. Who knows? No, I agree. I don't believe we've heard this exactly. That is an overtly religious parent or family kind of excommunicating the person. I don't believe we've heard of this. Yeah, there's certainly been a lot of estranged parents, but... Not quite like this. A religion versus academia play almost. And God, she is just so... She has the she has the parasocial gaze. She is doing face play after face play. She didn't get my, um, my face play of the game, but I took several photos of her face plays. Um, and... Joey, of course, handles this the best of anyone possible, as he has every PTC that's been played. Um, and he tells her she's uh, she deserves to be loved, and it's impressive how resilient you are. And she says she wants to feel loved again, and she calls him Joey Joe. I love that. And they make out. And he says she lo- he loves how she's independent and we get stronger each time. One-on-one rose for Kelsey. Then we get a private violinist and an aerial silks performer appear from the ether to give them a private music and aerial silks uh, performance. Another kiss, Kelsey, IT- Kelsey ITMs being able to see herself falling in love with Joey. That's a loaded love level three in Joey ITMs that he thinks she can be a great wife uh very well played one-on-one i would say that's a loaded love level too okay see herself yeah i'll I'll go with you make the correction i believe that this one-on-one was extremely well played very high level ptc played here kind of did it all right and and like i said i don't particularly like the aerial silks thing i'm i'm with you on that pace case i think it devalues the date and and really takes away a massive opportunity for the player to play um but she still handled it very well and I think she might have been kind of lucky that he got an IFI because that's an easy play to make to be an STCO for an IFI of The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Uh, we've seen it happen. Who was it? Hannah Brown got sick. Trista. Oh, God, Trista. Um, 
Yeah. And season one of The Bachelor. Remember, he's got a. That's what I'm talking about. No, no. He didn't get sick. Yeah, he got sick. Oh. Alex. Right. On his date with Trista. And Trista came. Um, What did we call it? Florence. She Florence Nightingale's him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we see. Mar- oh, next portion. We get a bunch of B-roll of Montreal and we get a little shot of a little birdie standing on a wire and this cute little bird on a wire that I believe represents Lexi alone now in her uh, possible knock-knock self-elimination that we all feel is coming. I believe this was representative of her. It was my. (laughs) Creature of the week. Just a very cute bird, too. It was the cutest creature I saw all episode. Maria is doing a girl chat pre-date, and they talk about how Kelsey did the Cirque du Soleil date, and this this man storms into their room. No knock, no nothing. Not my bystander, but it's to tell... Who the fuck is your bystander? <laughs> I can't believe this. I'm like... <laughs> Who's left in this? Because we've gone through like seven or something just fucking heavy hitter bystanders. I'm like, how is none of these your fucking bystander? This is unreal. I, I am. I'm at a loss. Yeah. Who the fuck? Not yet. Be? Oh, I think I know. I think I know. I think I know. Keep listening. I think I do. Stay tuned. Oh, your face says, you know, uh, Maria gets this pretty woman date and we get my literal favorite scene of the whole episode. Maria is asking Joey, have you learned French? She's like, oh, yeah, I've been trying, but it's hard. She's like, that's what she said. Then she starts teaching him, say, voulez-vous coucher avec moi? And he's just saying everything. And then he's like, wait, you're going to trick me. And she whispers the meaning of it. And then he says, oh, I would have said it setting him up for this insane chemistry play. I love this scene. Even that that little scene, how it started. I, I made specific note of it where she's like, have you learned any French? And he's like, no, it's mm-hmm. very hard. And she goes, that's what she said. And he goes, ah, good one. And she goes, thank you. It's just like, boom, 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 boom. It's like I'm watching a fucking rom-com. That clip would have been edited out of a previous season, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so good. That little like- It's so good. Two seconds or whatever- Shows you their chemistry. That's how people actually talk in real life. It shows you that they get along, that they're having yes. fun. It's so fucking good. Leave more of that in, please. It, I mean, this is like, look, Kelsey's date was perfectly played, had the most powerful PTC in my play of the game. But Maria, through this one-on-one date, is going above and beyond. It is, this is what I'm saying. This episode is Maria Unchained. She is in her hometown, she has this home court advantage. She's using the French. Joey doesn't. Joey doesn't even know je t'aime. <laughs> Joey doesn't. Joey's never heard a French word. Joey before. doesn't know who <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg is. Some things line up. Some things make sense. <laughs> Maybe we we don't have evidence of that. Um, okay. Now he does know though. Oh, he knows now. We do have evidence of this. He apologized to a picture of her in that. Okay, I'll accept that. This is what happens when we don't talk about parasocial play of the week. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I just saw the the bachelor thing. But at the end of this. Wait, you saw him with Kamala? Oh my God. Yes, I fucking saw that. Jesus Christ. It was all part of that. 
That's where he apologized to the picture. Oh, I didn't watch the apology of the picture. I just saw him in the fucking office with Kamala and was like, what are we doing here? What are we, what's going on here? I mean, I, I don't know in the past if something like this has happened to a bachelor. Don't go in the comment section. <laughs> I'm not. Believe me. <laughs> I ain't. I will nightmare. never go into that place. But just to know that this has happened as a parasocial play is is huge. That the bachelor is making social media with the vice president. Has that ever happened? Anything of this level? I know James McCoy Taylor made that song about Trump and I think he retweeted it. I'm sure it has. That's a president retweeting your shit. That's pretty big. But this is different. He's in a video with her. He's there. They had to invite him to come there. That's not like ABC calls up and like, Hey, can we fucking do a promo with Kamala Harris? That's not how that works. They had to invite him. They invited him to come. <laughs> can you picture Joe Biden with any of the bachelor people? I can't. Obama? I feel like maybe some people have maybe met them. I don't know. But the fact that you and I can't easily recall it means that this is this is a new strategy. I think it's for a bachelor. I think it's like the Democrats or for Bachelor. I'm not sure exactly what is going on here. I think it's for Bachelor. You think they could be like, hey, can we send the Bachelor there? And they were like, fine. God, maybe. But no, you know what it probably is? It's like the the campaign is trying to think of novel ways to get people interested in that ticket in Biden Harris. And so they hit up Bachelor. That's why my first instinct says it's a Biden Harris thing. Yeah that they're like, how do we touch the younger people? Yes, I think it's something like that. What TV shows are they watching? None. Okay, what are the millennials watching? <laughs> but that only happens because of the ratings. Like Bachelor's huge right now. I don't think they do this in other seasons. That's what I'm saying. Like Zach, Clayton, they didn't get invited to the White House. Wasn't an election year. I don't know. It's very interesting that that happened. We get this little bit about how Maria is worried they're going to be she's going to be pushed out of a plane. Talk about one thing in this conversation. Also, at one point, she asked him what his favorite part about Montreal is. And he's like, the date with you. And she's like, oh, Joey. And she slaps him kind of mm -hmm. hard on the leg. To me, it seemed like this was scripted. Like the producers were like, you have to ask him what his favorite part about Montreal is. They seemed like they were kind of doing it in a jokey way. This whole thing. Oh, really? Hmm. Yes. I look, I could be conspiracy towning this, but I think they did it. There's something that's creeping through this season to me that is like the players' performances are a little like making fun of the it's the cheekiness of the steal. Yes, exactly. Can I steal you for a sec? Was said as a joke. Yes. It's more pro wrestling. They're per they're putting on performances when they're asked to give them, basically. You know what I mean? When it's like you need to go in and steal. It's like, all right, let me fucking pull juice on this one hey mind if i steal him for a second it's i i don't know i'm seeing it coming mm -hmm. through this i i could like i said i could be making this up totally yeah i know exactly what you're talking about no i thought that with the jokey steel one it turns out this date is a combo pretty woman get to the chopper the pretty woman part um she's trying on all these dresses they meet this woman named claudette not my bystander oh fuck i thought that was it for sure Jesus, who's left? Uh, <laughs> they're still doing like this amazing chemistry play as she's trying on all the outfits. It's giving Olympios. Um, and they 
go to the get to the chopper mm-hmm. part. They make out. Maria is doing things in the get to the chopper that mm-hmm. I it's it's a date we see multiple times every season. She's doing things that are so good for when you can't hear the person. She's miming that she is getting zen and focusing on herself, like doing like body humor when the sound is not an option. I'm just like, I'm blown out of my mind. What you're seeing a little bit is like, I'm starting to pick this up because I'm watching like Phaedra on Traders an extreme amount. Her play is just <laughs> a, at another level. She's always on, always making face plays. Yeah, she's one of the best reality characters of all time. Exactly. But you see like what a real, like a reality TV you know, legend, like superstar mm-hmm. is. And you're starting to see like little pieces of it filtering into Bachelor because Bachelor's whole thing is like, it's got to be authentic. You can't do like what Phaedra's doing in a Bachelor world. It would be a 4TWR kind of thing. But we're seeing it get mixed in a little more. Not my Burgalicious. Yeah. God, God, she's so good. Anyway, we get the the uh, helicopter day and Maria's ITMing. It was beautiful. She didn't expect any of this. She's on a high. And we get big hero score under all of this. We hear her say love that when he cheers us to how good they look. That was the second love la- Love that, by the way. And uh, Thank yeah. you. Then we get a casting card here as the copter flies into the distance. It's a French DLP. He says in French, are you interested in becoming the next Bachelorette? I just wrote French casting card, OMG. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that too. Portion 8 begins. Oh, Maria produced tears, by the way. At getting this date. Oh, yeah. Multiple times through that. Sorry if I didn't mention that. Huh? Okay. She's just so grateful. Yeah. For TRR. Okay. She's a fantastic player. And the thing that Joey identified earlier in this in an ITM, he said, she's like mysterious. I don't know if I'll ever know the real her. That's why we are fascinated with her. We feel that. It's like there's something edgy mm. about her and we don't quite know what it is. It's She's got some kind of vibe that the other players just don't have. A little bit of a wild card in her. Oh, for sure. Um, we see the next portion. We have the dinner uh, dinner party, and they include this bit where Joey has her switch seats that also felt like real and awkward and also like they are putting on this show exactly what you were talking about before. Like that wouldn't have been in there. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have revealed like, oh, that person has to sit there. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's they're, they're getting closer to like revealing all of the behind the scenes shit, you know, making that like a part of the show. Mm-hmm. The amount that producers have been like involved directly in the show where you hear their voices and see their lines spoken on screen. It's unnecessary. They could have cut that little chunk out when Joey was like, you know, I don't feel the need to be perfect. I feel like everybody expects me to be perfect or whatever. They don't need to to have that line lead into that. Mm-hmm. He could have just said that. Yeah. They're putting it in as a choice to say, this is a TV show. And letting that kind of like breathe is correct. And even a little more, I think, can be done. They talk about how they had a great time on the date. And um, Maria loads love level two. And then she plays this heartbreak PTC that an ex had dangled an engagement with her and then it didn't happen. So she left. Wasn't expecting that. Maria has so many PTCs. And did you see this picture of the cement truck? Yes. Oh, my God. The the PTC where the cement truck fell on her and her mom, has. uh, she's now shown photos of 
the news articles about it, and it's really scary. Yeah, this was the one that she died for a minute, right? And came back. Died and came back to life. Is that the edge? Did she get some secret power from the underworld? <laughs> some kind of demonic powers? I could, I'll see that. She has some ghosts on her. Maybe we'll get that the hometown. Yeah, exactly. She's being chased around by, what was that little guy's name? Billy Mahoney? Mm, Flatliners. You ever see Flatliners? Oh, shit. <sighs> I only saw the remake. See the original Flatliners. Come on. <laughs> it's got Julie Robinson. Um, Not good. Anyway, she is at this dinner talking about this PTC. And uh, she says, for her, an engagement means marriage next. He says he's 100% in. And the idea of it not working out scares him. He's going to say what he means all the time. That's all she wants in a guy. And he's going to try and make her feel special. And then she says she's not the best at articulating how she feels, but she feels so happy with him and she loves every moment with him. And so I'm falling for you in ways I did not expect. Love level three with a little bit of did not expect sprinkled on the end. They both make each other happy. We get a kiss here. Joey ITMs that it was great to hear Maria's love level three. He loved the way she played it. These are real emotions that feel so natural and right. They enter a room where Feist is playing. Feist has 151K followers on the Instagram and uh, they are a Montreal band. I, I believe I knew of their existence, but I don't know that I've heard any of their songs. We get a private performance here. They dance to Feist. They make it look like Maria recognizes them. Which is possible, her being from Canada. Um, Maria ITMs how amazing Feist is. There's the, the thing you're mentioning. And we get a kiss. Grazie ITMs that he and Maria are in a really great place. She, no. Uh, she says they're amazing. And then produces tears. I didn't have that. Damn. She's so appreciative of this moment. Unreal. One of the things that I always ask of any player that I coach is, can you cry on command? How many say yes? I can't divulge that <laughs> it is uh <laughs> it is very very uh crucial to have some ability to cry maybe not on command but tear play in our beloved game is you got to be able to do it you got to be able to do it yeah and she's very good at it obviously we see a kiss i mean we've seen such insane tear play this season everybody's fucking just batting a thousand with it um Grazie ITMs that he and Maria are in a great place. He thinks he's feeling the same way about her. He can see a future, a little bit of future cast, and he gives her that one-on-one BR, a.k.a. the second one-on-one date rose. And uh, Maria produces tears here again on ITM, knowing that she got to jump the walls was a little bit nice. Grazie ITMs that tonight makes him feel good. This is working. He can let go of the worries. He will find his wife. He assures us that. Will they make him into a liar? Portion eight. We get this Lexi knock knock and oh, brutal, absolutely brutal. This crushed me, crushed me. I, I, I didn't want it to happen. I felt like I was Joey having this be told to me. And but for me, it's like I just wanted to see her excellent play in hometowns. I agree. I, I am going to miss the hometown um, play of Lexi. But I think Joey also felt some relief because. Even if she was in his top three, he's still got two more. And this is an easy way out here. He doesn't have to break up with her now. It's helping him narrow it down. He was yeah. absolved of, of having to figure that nightmare out. No, he could have he been like, no, you're my person. You need to stay. I can have kids in two years. You know, could have. But then that's a big, bad lie to tell somebody if, you, if you're going to cut them in like third place or something. 
Then you have to be like, why did you tell me you would have you would move up right. your kid timeline for me? And then fucking you fuck you, you bastard. That made me love you even more. Um, and then maybe you get bachelored immediately out of that. So maybe she didn't play the long game here. Well, that's what I was thinking. I, I was like, it's almost for TRR that she does this because if you're going for a bachelorette, you would stay longer and not force the issue until later. I'm I mean, look, I will say we've seen bachelorettes come from what was Hannah Brown, 11th place or something? Wait, no. She was like six. Katie was 11th, right. So we've seen it happen before. Uh, you know. It can happen, for sure. It can happen again. I think Lexi's in the conversation. I think Lexi is in the conversation. And then it's like uh, labor of love season. Oh, right. All these guys have to be ready to have a baby now. Um, all that said... Nonetheless, Lexi's self-elimination on this knock-knock was my error, 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 error of the game. You simply never do this. She could have gone to home hometowns. That's only like two more weeks in the show. You get a lot more screen time. You're bumping those numbers up and you're you're making your case better, I think, for Bachelorette the longer you exists in this process 100 percent. you always want to make it to playoffs if you can that's why lexi's self-elimination was also my error 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 of the game i ha, she's just such a strong player that it's like it's mm. it's like your favorite quarterback gets their injury on their leg and can't play. You know, it feels like that. Yep. And you're like, well, I thought we were going to go all the way. We're not. Instead. Yeah, I agree. Joey was wet thumbing her tears. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is gonna feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. 
As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix, just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. <laughs> Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters. Candles. The dreaded bathrobe? Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This was Aaron Rodgers blowing his Achilles in like the the first 45 seconds of game one this season. A-Row's bro, bro. A-Row's bro's bro. What was it? A-Row bro's bro. A-Row bro's bro? Yeah. (laughs) That's right. A-Row bro's bro. (laughs) Joey then answers again in an astonishing way. You're going to get everything you want and make a remarkable mother. Well, he knows he's going to see her at the tell-all. It also says bye for now, which I thought was interesting. He's been through this. He knows what's coming. He's going to have to sit on that stage Mm -hmm. and look at a fucking roster of players whose collective talent is higher than we've ever seen in a season. And he's going to have to take those shots. And look, he's playing this season very well. I don't think there's going to be a lot of hard shots. He's, He's laying the groundwork to not have anybody really mad at him, you know? We'll see. I'm very curious about that tell. I think it's going to be bananas because you're going to have Sydney coming back and they're going to put her right next to Maria. I mean, they're not going to do that if if Maria's a bachelorette, though. Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess that'll be very telling. 
I don't see I see them playing up a heartbreak at it. Yeah. If it is. I'm just assuming she's not the ring winner. But uh, Joey performs his famous wet thumb technique here on Lexi's tears. And he says he wasn't expecting this. He wanted to talk more about it next week, but he he knows she wouldn't be here if she wasn't serious. We get this thank you thing. We get the hug. Joey ITM's feeling crushed. He could see her as his wife when they were in Malta. And it's weird to just drop it cold turkey. He wanted to talk through it, see if he could get there. He walks her out into the hallway. She walks down the hallway alone. He ITMs that it doesn't feel right to let someone that special walk out. Lexi goes to talk to Maria and Daisy about her self-elimination. Everybody's STCO and tears in. And Lexi ITMs that you can't make somebody ready that they're if they're not. And it's okay. He's not. But it broke her heart. Tears. Lexi walks out of the revolving door of the hotel into the night. Grazi ITMs fears of people walking out. This isn't what he wants. He doesn't know what he's going to do if his person walks out on him and he doesn't want to end alone. A brutal self-elimination. No. Um, you know, but it was it was done on circumstances that were like beyond anyone's control, basically, you know. It wasn't like you're not giving me enough. Mm-hmm. I'm it wasn't like a make me stay or anything. It was literally just like we discovered a deal breaker. Bye. Which arguably should have been included in the casting process, but of course. Yeah. We see the cocktail party in the same location as the group date after party, the orange couch room. And Leia says pressure makes diamonds, AKA how she's going to still do well um, with no one-on-one date. And we see Caitlin get this, one-on-one time and she loads love level one. She could see an engagement. They get a kiss. We see a girl chat and then one-on-one time with Daisy. The way she tells him the way you gaze, I light up. Um, And she makes him give him a foot massage. I prefer it hard. She's no innocent Christmas tree girl. She's not Cindy Lou Who. She's actually... She likes a hard foot massage. A foot foot gal. Who would have known? Grazie ITMs that she always makes him feel special and it reminds him why he's there one-on-one time with Jen. There is something she hasn't told him yet. And she takes him off the couch somewhere else. She marches him through the group and says, don't mind us to the other players, second audience. And she ITMs that she's going to teach him how to play the piano. They sit at a piano that I guess is in the same room as all the other players. And they start playing. Everyone else is forced to do a peeping Tom here. Rachel is not into it. When Jen pulls Joey past the other players in order to publicly teach him piano, Rachel gives my face play of the game. This is a beautiful frown. She is giving, how are you doing this to me? Your second audience game is shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's gorgeous. I mean, this is rough. Jen doesn't have much choice in this. The producers probably have come up with this or she has told them, oh, there's a piano in the lobby. I don't think she was like, I want to teach him how to play piano in the same room as everybody else. At the very least, they moved that piano in that room or something. Maybe they said the piano room is empty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's your time. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But I think she got set up here a little bit, but I thought she played it well. She is like a very kind of just fun loving mm-hmm. play style. She's almost a free spirit, I would say. Oh, definitely. That 
underwear line. Oh, my. We see quick pops at one-on-one time with Leia, Kelsey A., and then Rachel, she jokes immediately with Joey, thanks for ser- serenading us, and he loves that. She's keeping it real. They make out, and DLP tings. Sixteen. Oh, big boy. Sex tuples. Sex tuples ting. Joey says he doesn't know what the hell he's doing tonight, and going to have to say bye to some good women. And then Rachel immediately, he said women, because they're counting. Open gameplay speech. Is this portion nine? Eleven. Eleven. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> portion eleven. We get this rose ceremony. <laughs> I cannot track it. The numbers are always wrong. <laughs> it's yeah. It's the last one. At the start of this rose ceremony in portion eleven. The players are standing at the risers, and one figure enters the scene. He's wearing a beret kind of hat, and he takes a cloth off of the roses to reveal there's only three roses. And that's why Big Paul, he was my... Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. Didn't see that coming, did you? Interesting. I loved this moment. Uh, no, I because I was like, I, it just kind of washed over me. But you're right, I love it too. the The presentation of the rose is all part of a grander ceremony, mm-hmm. building suspense. And they used to do this in some old seasons. They would have like Chris Harrison would walk out with the roses on a platter, or they would reveal them. Yeah, um, and that was a part of the game. I think that that is an interesting thing. The ceremony of it's pretty intact, but I I do like this. I did like this, and I forgot that it was Big Polly. I like that Big Polly has a golden kerchief that he rips off of the roses each time, and this is the first time we're seeing it, but maybe he does it every time. They should do one where it's like it looks like there's 10 roses, like put some kind of fake structure under the golden cloth, and then when he removes it all, there's only one rose or something, you know? (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, no, don't do that. If anyone's listening who... Might want to do that. Don't do that. I was just kidding. That was a joke. Yeah. He's joking. He's just joking. Don't do it. Don't do it. The manifesting is too powerful. So anyway, we get this rose ceremony after Grazi says, hi, ladies. It was a truly amazing night. I want you to know how much I appreciate you checking in with me, just being here, doing everything I can ask. It's led to his heart and connection with them, and he's got to make a, a decision that makes sense for him. He hopes they understand that. Uh, rose ceremony begins. Daisy gets that first flower. Kelsey A gets flower number two. We know Rachel's coming. But nonetheless, DLP has to do his job. So he emerges from the shadows once more. Final, ladies, Joey, it's the final rose tonight. He gives Joey an upper back, shoulder dark touch, which I now am calling the jocular dark touch. Lower back is more of a Chris Harrison style. Upper back shoulder is more of a jocular style. And uh, Jesse does that. DLP does that pretty constantly. Oh it's kind of his, his um, augmentation of the dark touch, if you will. It's a more friendly vibe. Maybe it's just like he's taller. His hand placement is different. I believe it's less sinister and more friendly. Whereas I believe the lower Mm. back touch of Dark Harrison. Being touched on the lower back is sinister. Yes, exactly. It's I have control over you. The Mm -hmm. upper back is like a pat on the back. Like, come on, you got this, bro. It's more sports, jocular, in my opinion. It happens to you a lot as a woman if you're in a bar. Jocular dark touch? No, the other one. 
the other one. Oh, Sinister Dark Touch. Sinister. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, lots of. That's lots why I called sinister. it the Sinister Dark Touch. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it, there is that vibe to oh. it. That's like, ooh, don't do that, dude. Don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. Why am I outside in the sun? Yeah, exactly. That's not in the contract. And also, Chris Harrison will get to touch your lower back uh, an indescribable amount of times. All right. Rachel gets the third Aww. rose. We say goodbye to Leia and Caitlin. DLP comes out, issues a standard Tamsig. He's kind of messed around with that this season, but this is a standard one. Gives homage to the legacy. And Caitlin ITM's disappointment. She doesn't feel like she got to show her full personality. Didn't get the same time as the other players. Kicking herself for not digging deep, she says, mm. and showing him that part of herself. Tear play. Rachel is now tearsing in response to her friends getting cut. Mm. And Leia then in the car ITMs that it's unfortunate she hasn't been given the full opportunity for time with Joey, but that's truly his loss. Produces tears. I wish him the best. I hope his person is really in there, and she hopes he can walk away with no regrets. Producer then asks if she has regrets. I didn't see her answer this. I never came back to it. Nonetheless, we hear a producer. I Well, I feel like that was a bullying question. Don't you think? It was to be like... Oh, I see. Shouldn't you have taken that card and gotten one-on-one time? Interesting. Maybe. I don't know. I think you're right. Because she could have had Maria's one-on-one. She could have had any of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I thought she was going to be in the fantasies. I mean, the hometowns until... I did too. That villain edit... Her season really turned like that villain that I did not see coming. And I will say this about her. She had some great fucking colorful narration play this whole season. She was doing funny shit. Oh, yeah. Even when they were villain cutting her, she was fucking funny with her little isms and stuff that she was throwing out at Maria. And I think she was trying very hard. And like as a player in that position, you have no idea how the season's going to be cut. And if she felt justified in those kind of like hyperbolic statements and really villaining it up, she had to have thought, as did Sydney, I think, that they they had the right stance, that they were going to be cut to, to look good in this, which leads me to believe there's a lot of shit on the cutting room floor that Maria has done or said that just ain't in it because they're elevating her edit and they're destroying Leia and Sydney. That's what it feels like to me. Because the fight doesn't seem like it doesn't make sense. I refuse to believe Maria's done wrong, but yeah, I see what you're saying. But that's part of the game <laughs> is controlling the edit. And if you can't control it, you can't be making high risk moves like that by selecting rivals and fucking go going a hard villain against them. Be, unless you really feel that you've got control of the edit. That's a very hard thing to pull off. We were watching two players in both Sydney and Leia, who I think were good players, got wrapped up in something where they couldn't control the edit. And it just fucking, you're done, wipes you out. Ugh, I mean, this is the kind of thing you're seeing when you're seeing professional players. Yeah. A whole cast of professional players. Like, you got to be the top of the top to, to stay clean. Absolutely. And those final six uh, that remain, hug and cheers. And Joey tells him he's confident they will be staying in Canada. They're going to Jasper. Next week, we see some elk. A romantical place, it's called Nude Woods Cuddling, uh, Kissing Motorcycles, Future Casting, Kelsey T is all in, A Polar Bear Plunge, A uh, Man of Someone's Dreams, He's Falling in Love, But Will He Get Crushed? Could the last? Could This Be the Last Date He Has With Somebody? Jenna's Scared to Lose Him, Daisy is Not There Yet, S Sacred Word Defense here. Joey's Biggest Fears Are Coming True, Maria Doesn't Know If She Can Do This Anymore, Joey Wonders If He's An Idiot, it look, They Cut It To Make It Look Daisy's Walking Out Of The Show, And No Tag. They're only using tags this season if they've got the time and they're good. They're not forcing them into the end. 
I know it, it seems trivial. It's only like 30 seconds or whatever, but they're using that 30 seconds in the body of the show, which is better. I agree. That's the difference between us seeing that little conversation between Maria and Joey or not, you know? Exactly. We could have had some dumb tag instead. That conversation is the right choice. It's the better choice. And uh, it just makes the show a million times better. The conversation with Maria and Joey was the best scene. And I do believe that would have been edited a lot differently in another season. I think so too. Um, seeing Maria Unchained, seeing her bring out the genuine Joey, the slapstick chemistry play, the French, the miming in the yeah. helicopter, Maria was my M M M M V P. Well, I would like to go there with you. However, for her, how do we say, innovative designs on a traditional French dish called poutine, <laughs> and for her uh, dumb conversations and <laughs> silly little moments, Jen was my... M-M-M-M-M-V-P. She got that group date rose on a group date that was filled with, I believe, the most love level threes we've ever seen on a mm -hmm. group date after party. Somehow she pulled out that fucking group date rose. I got to give her props for that. That's a tough group date to get through. Yeah. And uh, she she pulled it off. Everyone was crying to like to pull that out is so such a high degree of difficulty. She also said my favorite line of the episode, the, the study abroad thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the underwear thing. I forgot about the God. She's really funny and good. And I, you, like I said, we're at a point where like I would have been, I would have felt honored to see any of these players be in the final four from this top ten. Any of them, any combination mm -hmm. of them, yeah. would have like been the best final four we've ever seen. And it's just like God, you're watching like what these players have to do to survive to stick around in this environment where every player is is a hundred percent pro player. Um, it's really something to see. You know what she also did was take temps on the second audience enough to know that pretty much everyone was going to play a make me stay on that date that they had a shitty time on the group date. And she was like, I had a great time. I can have fun in any situation. And that I got to tell you that piano thing. Um, the producers are either setting her up to fail miserably or maybe she thinks it's funny. I don't know, but she's doing it. It could be her idea, but I think it's probably producers had the idea to put it in that room and she went with it. She's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. So she's showing the third audience like, I'm game. I'll do your mm -hmm. your wacky shit. Just point I'll me in a fucking direction shit. and watch me work. And that's invaluable if you're trying to be a bachelorette. They got to have somebody they can work with now. I think gone are the days of looking for a lead that they can manipulate. I think they're like, we want somebody who will work with us to make the show good, mm -hmm. which is the right call. I agree. I think Charity Lawson did that. Gary definitely fucking did that. He was, how many times did he say that journey line? Don't stop believing. <laughs> oh, Jesus, dude. My Amazon purchases will be great for this wedding. They probably uh, hacked into his hearing aid and they were just putting lines in his ear. Oh, scripting him the whole way. Uh, <laughs> He's down and it worked. You you saying that thing about Jen, like that being such a good bachelorette um, argument is making me 
literally stressed out at the idea of who's going to be the bachelorette from this group. I know. There's just not a bad choice. There's not a bad choice. Uh, we are we are blessed with what is it? Uh, whatever riches. What's it called? Embarrassment of riches. Yes, embarrassment of riches. That's it. <laughs> I knew that there was some other word that was a part of it. Finally, you're asking the right <laughs> questions. <laughs> God, please. That's just going to be with us now forever, isn't it? That's going to be the ghost. That's going to be the Navarro that walks onto the porch next to us in every episode. It's so funny. It's Jody Foster's questions. Um, but that's it. <laughs> so sorry. That wraps up our coverage of this week's big game. We'll be back with a twibbon at the end of this week. Um, and mm-hmm. big twibbon. Big twibbon. Lots happening. All of the first six episodes of Love is Blind season six are now covered in Clues Corner on our Patreon. Uh, I'll be continuing to cover traders there. We got a digging deeper there. All kinds of shit's going on. Definitely go check out HBO Wax to watch uh, me guest star on a very important episode where Lizzie and I break down. You did so well. Thank you. Not only just the the finale of True Detective season four, but we talk about the whole series kind of and mm-hmm. its history and other Jodie Foster performances and all kinds of stuff. Notably, Catherine had not seen any of it and I had seen one and two, but you know my memory. It ain't good. So it was helpful to get some real factoids in there. <laughs> 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 okay well check all that stuff out if you have time and the interest we sincerely appreciate everybody who's joining us on our wild ride through covering our beloved game and all the other reality shows that are now just like popping off we're living in the greatest era of reality tv mm-hmm. that has ever existed in human history and it is a pleasure to be calling these games with you pace case i agree before we go as always what is that drawback It's been 8,001 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be, Doc Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then 